0: It's that time again. This is Pastor Brent with Two Pastors in a Podcast, and my co-host today is Handy Handles, our newest local model for Two Pastors in a Podcast. Handy, introduce yourself. My name is Handy, and I'm here to be the podcast model. (laughs) No, no, actually, that's just Pastor
1: Dusty. I actually used to model. I was a before picture model.
0: (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. Well, today we're going to conclude our discussion on being, have you been committed, but being committed, have you been committed? And we're going to talk a little bit more about being committed to the church. And so actually we're, we're, we're going to have a good time today, I think.
1: I think we are. All right,
0: well, let's get started. And remember,
1: it's always cheaper than therapy.
0: Well, here we are doing. Have you been committed again? This is the second time you've been put in jail, Dusty. Only the second. That's only the second you know of. Yeah, well, that's true. That's very true. Well, I, you were going to do some different things. We're trying to come up with some ideas of things to do for the podcast, and I found something that I think we ought to do, and it's called. Uh, this segment is called Fact of the Day. <laughs> Insert music or sound effect here. <laughs> So anyways, I have a fact of the day. Do you do you have like a when I was growing up I had this thing that I would come up with just facts, useless facts. You know. Uh I'm going to go with no. So really, you didn't you didn't have like you liked jeopardy facts? as a
1: kid, didn't you? No, I
0: hate jeopardy cuz really? I'm terrible at it.
1: I play my wife, she's never ever beaten me.
0: I doubt I would beat you. I'm terrible at Jeopardy. Except for when they do Bible, of course. (laughs) You
1: can always tell who's a Christian when they ask the Bible questions. They're like, the first couple ever created. People are like, Moses! And they're like, go to Sunday school. Just go to Sunday school.
0: (laughs) Noah! Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I grew up with like fat, you know, crazy facts, useless facts in my head. So I have a ton of them still. In my head. So do you have one for today? I do. I do. Did you know there's such a thing as spider rain? Spider rain. Is that what I've seen
1: on Facebook where like spiders come out of the sky? Yes. Yeah, it's real. It's in Australia. That sounds. a big
0: thing in Australia. Like hell on earth. Yeah, I would be scared. I would be like, you know, flamethrower. How does that happen? So basically what happens is the spiders kind of sit around. They put their butts up in the air and shoot out. A, a a web that um, is rounded. Okay. To catch the wind, and then they just kind of like parachute with the wind. So they get together, like butts in the air, now! Yeah, pretty much. Ready, yeah. aim, yeah, fire. Yeah, this, it's a real thing. And, now, um, are they biting and this spiders? This is exactly why. I have no idea about that. I don't know that. Imagine they're
1: tarantulas. They did that. Uh, that would be scary. I would scream like a little girl. I scream like a little girl if it, no matter what size the spiders um, were.
0: Well, this is another reason I will never live in Australia.
1: I met a lady today from Australia. Did you? We were talking, and I'm so bad with the accents. And I was talking, to her, I was like, I wonder if she's, she's from like the Northeast. I'm like, where are you from? She's like, Australia. And my first thought was to say, mate. good day, Mike. Good day. Another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> and so we had a long conversation. It was really interesting though. I, she taught me some history about Australia. I did not know. Mm-hmm. Did you know that most of Australia is uninhabited? I believe it. Like the center part, like you only live on the coast. And I was like, it was interesting. We talked for a while about Australia and everything. And
0: it was- I, I had read somewhere that it's like one of the most da- dangerous continents because of all of the dangerous animals and creatures and spider rain. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I, well, we
1: talked about, uh, crocodiles and I was like, well, you know, my family is originally from, um, Louisiana. I said, they eat alligator. I said, can you eat crocodile? She's like, yeah, you can eat it. And I'm like, well, we, we'd wipe out your population real quick with that. I said, well, we'd send a couple of Cajuns down there. They could eat all that crocodile. They want. I mean. <laughs> and kangaroo. Ooh, kangaroo. I've heard kangaroos are mean too. Well, I heard a dingo eat your baby. Really? A dingo. You never heard that? About no. You've never heard that? A dingo ate my baby? Nope. Never heard that. It's about time we alienated another another group. <laughs> yep. There goes, the Irish. there goes Australia. The yeah.
0: Irish was not far behind now. Yes, Australia. Australia.
1: Australia. The Irish
0: aren't listening to us anymore.
1: If you speak English, we're probably going to offend you some way.
0: Uh, I just, I'll never forget going over there to Ireland and asking a guy how old he was. He's like, uh, I'm 33 years old. Tirty tree. I said dirty tree. How old is a dirty tree? (laughs) Dirty tree, I said. Okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so let's get on to our subject day. We talked about last time about being committed. We talked about Mm. being committed to God. Uh, It's very important that when we view our own lives, we make sure that um, the things that we do are in view of God. Not really in view of what man thinks uh, or, uh, you know, because... It shouldn't be my job to impress Dusty, um, but it should be my job to impress our Heavenly Father as much as possible. But you
1: can d- get Dusty a nice cup of coffee if you want to. Oh no, uh,
0: yeah, I could use a cup of coffee. Oh, we weird. haven't we haven't drank out of our mugs in a while. Well, you, this is the first time we've been in person in a while. Won't you tell them what you did get me to drink? <laughs> Dusty asked me, "Do we have anything to drink?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some things. Let's see. We got uh apple, apple cider. <laughs> We've got uh, you know, some water and some milk and some orange juice. I said, "I do have two kinds of soda." And I pulled out the one and it was a um Dr. Pepper Zero. Nothing. Cherry you. Dr. Pepper Zero. Nope. And then the other one, which was Pepsi Mango.
1: Mm, this just as disgusting as it sounds.
0: You know, he drank the whole thing. Even though he says it's disgusting, he drank the whole thing. And afterwards, I think he regretted it.
1: But I laid in the fetal position and moaned for <laughs> half an hour. That's why we're starting so late. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, all right. I'll give that's you a that. horrible
1: idea. Like, and that
0: is why we have about 20 cans still in the refrigerator.
1: <laughs> Somewhere there's a Pepsi warehouse. They are full of them. Like, it's a horrible idea. It's like, what can we do? Uh, how about Pepsi and uh, just in, inherited a mango field? Let's do mangoes.
0: Oh, that's great. It was probably like uh, the the owner's son. <laughs> Billy Pepsi. <laughs> like, boy, that's a good idea. All right. Anyways, all right, so we talked about commitment to God, and then we also talked about being committed to your family. And, you know, even marriage itself is a commitment. It's a choice. Uh, a lot of times in life, you know, we see the, we see these people that they got divorced because they didn't love the other person anymore. Well, love is a choice. It's mm. not always an option. It's not a feeling. Yep. It doesn't uh, remain forever. Trust me, there are days when I don't even love myself, mm. but I'm committed to continue to live (laughs) as long as God allows me to live. And so you you need to be committed to your family. And so this segment that we're talking about, and we, and you know, I think it's a bigger segment and not have been a, a separate one. So Dusty had a good idea, even though it only had to do with the fact that he wanted to watch the Cowboys, but that's okay. I will give it to him. Well, I mean, you talk
1: about love,
0: love and commitment. I mean,
1: they go, they go hand in hand. They're, they're not a feeling. It's a choice. And we're seeing the fruits of people not being committed in every area of life. Um, there's just so many different areas where people they they're committed to it costs them something. They're committed to it's not convenient, or until there's something shinier uh, down the road that they're like, oh no, I want to be a part of that. I want to do this. I want to. And you know, there's this uh, one area is the church. Like, how committed are we uh, to worshiping with the body, serving the body, um, and reflecting to the world what the body of Christ should be? And so we have, we live in a society that's very finicky. If you don't like it, get rid of it, get another one. And a lot of times we take that mindset into the church and it's poison. And so, but we want to start off with committed in spite of the hurt. I think a lot of times people use the excuse, well, I've been hurt by church. Uh, Brent, have you ever had a bad church experience?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Plenty, plenty Mm -hmm. of bad church experiences. Due to people, due to circumstances, due to families. Yes, I've had plenty of bad church experiences. Well,
1: and, and here's the thing, though. We don't go to church because of people. Then why would we stop going because of people? Stop going because of people? That's true. That's I mean, true. The, anywhere you have people, you're going to have sin. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's people are messed up. People are flawed. People are sinful. Um, we don't go for them. My faith doesn't hinge on somebody. You know, I, I've never, you know, invited somebody to church like, hey, come down to church and see my people, you know, come see our people. It's man, come, you know, come. I'm, I'm praying that the Lord speaks to your heart. And so a lot of times people use that. I've been hurt. That's why I can't go. People are all hypocrites. Uh, yeah, we are. We're all hypocrites. That's why we need Jesus. We're not coming together saying, hey, we figured it out. We're like, man, I'm messed up. I struggle in different areas. I need a word from God. I need to be other around other Christians who are trying to work you know, work out their salvation, you know, live out their salvations. is what the scripture is talking about. But, you know, it, it, life is difficult.
0: Well, you know, let me tell you, you know, this is going to come to a shock to our listeners, but uh pastors are not, are you ready? Mm. Perfect. No. And their families are not perfect either.
1: I would venture to say pastors are more messed up uh, because we know the scripture is better yeah. than the average person, I would, I would think, you know, and so, we struggle. We know what the scriptures say, and what the scriptures say, don't do and, and so on. But this is why I wouldn't let somebody or something that's hurt me in church, stop me from going to church. And I've had bad church experience, but I've had the Lord lay on my heart with difficult church situations is uh, not everybody's a believer and there have been situations or individuals in a church and the Lord has laid on my heart. They're not a believer. Uh, they have the head knowledge, but they're lost. And so, I mean, Jesus talked about that, that not everyone in church is a believer, you know? So yeah. I think we've got to have that mindset that there is no perfect church. There really isn't. No, there isn't. Just one perfect Savior.
0: It, well, I've always heard this and I always like this. And, you know, that statement you just said that there is no perfect church. Um, let's just put it this way. And I always heard the statement that said, uh, if you find the perfect church, you better leave it. Because you're going to make it imperfect with your Mm. own sin, Mm. Uh, because there is no perfect church, and there's no perfect, and that's what that's what a church is is made up of believers, and believers are still sinners. Now I've been to some churches that they actually thought no longer sinners, (laughs) that they they had made it,
1: they have made it, they have arrived,
0: and you know even in that church there were issues where people left. I'm reminded of one particular issue, and I'm not going to mention it completely on here, but one particular issue where uh, a lady who was a little more outspoken than most people. You know, they're, they're, people are different. Mm-hmm. You know? Some people talk a lot. Some people don't. You know, Some people are extroverts. Some people are introverts. Uh, I, you know, like Dusty and I have said before, Dusty's an extrovert. He can talk to, to anybody. I'm an introvert. I'm screaming on the inside. Scared to death to start a conversation with somebody.
1: My mom wife said something the other day. We were at uh, Chick Fil A and um, we we're walking by the drive-through or walking across the drive-through, and a car almost hit this lady. And I start talking to her, and and Heidi's like, "You're not in Texas. You can't just start talking to people." I'm like, "Well, it should be. I should be able to start talking to people." And I was <laughs> like, "I just randomly
0: talk to people." Well, that's good. That's a that's not that's a good. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could do that. Well, anyways, this lady who was very outspoken and very on fire for doing things for God, happened to do something in the church for another for the leader of the the music ministry. Mm -hmm. So the leader of the music ministry said something. She was too, you know, you know, timid to actually say anything, and this lady just went ahead and just said it. Now had that they should have spoke about it a little bit and came talk to the pastor or whatever, uh, but well, because that was... of that a whole family left because well, they were hurt.
1: Well, the scriptures talk about if you have an issue with somebody, go directly to that person. Don't go to somebody else. Don't go to this person. Go directly to that person because there may be a misunderstanding. Um, that person may had a bad day. It could be a lot of things, but what happens is you invite people into the conversation that really doesn't involve them. We invite them because we want their approval or want them to get on our side. We need to go directly to a person, but you know, Brent, the whole, I I think about this Well, I've been hurt, I'm not going to go to church. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, doctors get sued for malpractice. Are you still going to go to a doctor if you get sick? Yeah. Okay, have you ever had a bad experience at a restaurant? Yeah. Are you still going to go out to eat? Yeah, let me
0: tell you about one. Uh-oh. So, so I sent, it's always me. I don't know why. Jen, Jen was cracking up. So, last night, we went to a new restaurant. Ooh, what was it? Um, <laughs> was it One
1: in a Million, the new Mexican restaurant? <laughs> yes,
0: yes, that was it.
1: One in a Million.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, we went to, oh, gosh, now I can't even remember the name of it. Um,
1: might not want to say it if, it's, uh, if this is a negative story.
0: Yeah, I won't say the name of the restaurant. So we went to this new restaurant, the that Taco we had Shack, never been to. And I ordered my drink, and she ordered her drink, and then we we were looking at the menu to order our food. So, what kind of he, restaurant is it? Um, I I don't know what they would be considered American, just. Hamburgers I guess it would be no because they had they had all sorts so yeah I guess it would be considered American so it's not Italian it's not Mexican mm-hmm. so I, I guess it would be Australian American. Yeah, it was Australian no, mm, guess, that's
1: some good it wallaby a, It was
0: actually started by well I won't say that either because people figure <laughs> it out <laughs> so I went to this restaurant and I order my drink and it comes out and I get to my drink and I take a sip and in the process of taking a sip I see mmm cockroach in your drink in my glass. No, no.
1: Yes. That's disgusting.
0: And I put it down and I said Jen, I got a problem. (laughs) She goes, what? I said, I, and I showed her, I said, I got a cockroach. Well, she starts cracking up because this is just, just a couple of weeks ago. Oh my goodness. I had got a glass of water at a restaurant and there was like floaties inside of it. You know, she's like, it's always happened to you. You're always the one that's getting it. And I'm oh. like, thanks a lot. But she's cracking up that. Oh. So we, you know, of course they gave us, you know, they took what took the price off of the <laughs> receipt and stuff like that. And then we're going to um, give you that roach cocktail so, free. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, what do we do, Jen? Do we go ahead and order, you know, no. wait, are you here, like I don't know, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, well, maybe he got in like in the syrup or something, you know? And I like, we are out in the woods, so maybe it's because we're out in the woods. So, anyways, we did order. you trying we to it up. things that were like, you know, we wouldn't think is an issue. I, I know. I apologize for the crazy dogs barking in the background. Uh, but well, you know, this would
1: be the perfect time for our newest sponsor, <laughs> Indiana Bones Dog Grooming Service, <laughs> the Temple of Groom. Wow. They are going to town. Yeah.
0: Back there. Yeah. It's like, uh, somebody's here. Um, probably it's probably the UPS man. Uh, um, so anyways, we did order, we did order some food. And then when I ordered the food, I told him, I said, I, I really like this to not be extra crispy with bugs.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> they give you your meal
0: for free. No, no. What? No, no. that's okay. You know, yeah, honestly, that's probably the least of our worries in most restaurants. We ate one, especially t- one in
1: a million. One in a million is a great place. Check it out, guys. Um, it's on Main Street. Um, all of our sponsors are on Main Street. <laughs> it's just ironic. It's like we go out there and hand out flyers. Um, no, but at one time we had a uh, staff meeting. Uh, we used to do them when I was in Louisiana, like on Monday, Tuesday, and we all go out and eat. And we went to. Um, Ruby Tuesdays, oh. and there was a there was a, literally a sheetrock screw and I bit the pastor bit down on a sheetrock screw.
0: Are you kidding? Yeah, me? yeah. So, well, the pastor friend that I went with to uh, go to Cracker Barrel in Frederick, Maryland. <clears throat> um, since since we don't live there, I'm okay with saying it. Not so me. <laughs> Frederick, Maryland, a pastor friend and I went out there, and he got grits, and when he took a bite of it, there it was a bandaid inside the grits.
1: You're lying. No, I am
0: not lying.
1: I would have lost my ever-loving mind. (laughs) I
0: was like, I'm not eating here anymore.
1: A Band-Aid with blood on it?
0: I don't think he looked at it closely. Oh, But he took it out of his mouth. (laughs) Oh, he got into his mouth? Yes, because he took a scoop. No, no. You saw him pull that out of his mouth? Yes, yes, yes. Did he get it for free? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he even said anything. I think he just kind of said, I'm not eating those. Um, so wow. he did get sick later. Oh gosh. Uh, but uh, I don't blame him. Because of the band aid.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think oh. he just got sick
0: just so thinking all, about it. All that, Anyways, to- all that to say, have you ever been mad at the restaurant? You don't go stop eating.
1: Yeah. If you've ever been in a car accident, you still keep on driving. We have as a society selective outrage.
0: I agree when with that. When it benefits
1: us, we look the other way, but when it benefits us, we get upset. And a lot of times, it's not because we've been hurt. It's just an
0: excuse. It's almost pharisaical. Mm. You know, looking looking at how the Pharisees just got all up in arms because of who Jesus hung out with. You know, Jesus was hanging out with people that most people wouldn't want to be around, mm. with the the sinners, the ones that uh, would be unclean in I bet the you eyes they had, of the religious believers. They had
1: the good jokes so. <laughs> I bet you they did. <laughs> Well, I love this quote by uh, Mark Dever says this. There is one God. He's a holy. uh, He is holy and given himself in love. His church, therefore, should reflect his own character. We should be united and holy and loving one another or else we lie about him. And listen, we're broken people. We need to reflect Jesus. Um, But now, Brent, there are reasons to leave a church. Uh, Are there any perfect churches? No. But are there ungodly churches? Better believe it. And I think that's when you leave. Now, I'm I'm against church hopping. I know a lot of people will go here for a little while, go there for a little while, they church hop. You know, used to play, you know, hopscotch outside. I don't know if you did that. Mm. It's more like a little girl game. But, yeah, I I could it, but I know what it is. <laughs> you would do that and you jump in the jump rope. And um, but what happens is, you know, for not careful, we just kind of church hop. But I think there's a time to leave is when the church becomes ungodly, when they've taken their eyes off. What I are we agree. here for? Then there's a time to leave find yourself by all means a church is a biblically based church, but let's be honest. Most times people get their feelings hurt or they're upset or whatever. And that's when they leave. And that's not a biblical reason. The biblical biblical mandate then is go work it out, go figure it out because you're just going to be going from church to church. And if you start that process,
0: you got that verse re- had, handy to read the one in Matthew. I got my Bible here. So we're going to look at it. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 and says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, It doesn't say just leave. It doesn't say walk away. It says go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Oh, snap. (laughs) And if he hears you, you will gain your brother. Now, but if he will not hear, that's when you go on further. But let's just start with that beginning part. Right at the beginning. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him. Don't go tell somebody else. Don't be a talebearer.
1: Well, the whole so reason for this, this is we're
0: bringing this up is because
1: a lot of heartache and pain can be avoided in churches if people just communicate better. Agreed. And so, in spite of the hurt, even though you've been hurt, that is a excuse not to be committed to the church. And when we say that, I mean committed to the body, serving the Lord. And there is times to leave a church, um, but those are usually doctrinal issues. Those are ungodliness is going rampant in the church, not you know minor
0: offenses. And so we've got to learn to be committed. So committed in spite of being hurt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, this is a good spot to pause. So let's go ahead and have a brief break and we'll come back and hear from our sponsors.
1: And that segment was brought to you by Bruce Spring Clean Janitorial Services. Clean in the USA!
0: uh they crack me up so we got a new we're trying to do again new things in between uh, to in between segments to kind of give you uh, a little relief so that it doesn't come across as just preachy all the time. We want to have and we want to enjoy it because, you know what, as Christians and in this world and this disaster that we live in, we need something to encourage us and l- make us laugh. And that's, what, that's why we're doing Two Passions Podcast, because it is cheaper than therapy. So this segment that we're about ready to do is a dad joke segment. And we really want to know, we're going to beach tell two dad jokes and see if we can get the other one to laugh. But we also want to know, we want t- you to tell us which one had the best dad jokes. You want to go first?
1: All right. You ready for this? I'm
0: going to try not to laugh, but I laugh at pretty much everything, but I'm going to try not to laugh.
1: A three-legged dog walks into a bar. He looks a bartender in the eye and says, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. Wow, that was easy. Uh, I
0: shouldn't have laughed at that one. That was that was terrible. All right. Go ahead. All right. Which bear is the most condescending? <laughs>
1: I'm already laughing. What bear's the most condescending?
0: Which bear is the most condescending? I don't know. A panda.
1: Okay. My turn. The the setup was more funny than the actual joke. You ready for this? Yeah. What did the what did the horse say when he fell? I don't know. What did he say? I've fallen and I can't giddy up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we both failed this. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. What kind of noise does a witch's vehicle make?
1: What kind of noise does a witch's vehicle make? What's that?
0: Boom boom.
1: Yeah, I knew it was going there.
0: Oh, oh gosh,
1: I love my I love my dad jokes. Can I have a bonus one? Sure. All right, here's our bonus joke, okay? Why did the coffee file a police report? Say it again. Why did the coffee coffee file a police report? Okay. Why? It got mugged.
0: Wow. Wow. All right. So I, do I get a bonus? One, All right. Too? Go
1: ahead. You, I'm not laughed
0: at any of your jokes. Okay. All right. Well, yes, you did. You at the one before I even finished it. Well, that don't count. All right, here we go. Um, what did the police officer say to his belly button?
1: What did the police officer say to his belly button? What did he say to his belly button? <laughs>
0: You're under a vest
1: oh my goodness
0: it's so stupid
1: oh it is back uh, back yeah. to Jesus
0: okay well let's see so we want to shout out on Facebook social media let us know who had the best dad jokes I think mine were the great I think mine were great let
1: don't know why it's me
0: okay all right why did the whole, why did the coffee? File a police I report. File a police report. He got mugged. He got I mugged. like the other
1: one. Why did my favorite one is what did the horse say when he fell down? I fallen and I can't giddy up. <laughs>
0: uh come on. Which bear is the most condescending? A panda. Come on. That's funny. All right. So let's get on to the more spiritual things. And we've been talking about again being committed. Have you been committed? Mm-hmm. And we talked in the last segment about how being committed in spite of being hurt. Uh, you're going to get hurt. You know, pastors are going to hurt you. I, I, I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to hurt you. Who knows? You probably <laughs> got like hurt th- by my dad jokes. Who knows? Sounds like a threat. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going <laughs> to hurt you. You know, I, when I was uh, in college, I, have you ever had one of those teachers that you just didn't like? Sure. I had a teacher. He was our English teacher. And I think I told you this, but he told us a first thing, first thing, first day. He just stood up in front of everybody and goes, I'm out to fail you. And you know what he did? He failed you? He failed everyone but one person. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. I oh. failed miserably. I did. And you know what? The one person I'm still friends with on Facebook, and he brought it up the other day, and I told him he brought back mem- what did like the, nightmares. What did he
1: pass with an A or like a D?
0: Oh, he passed with an A. Wow. He was the only one in the class that passed with an A. And nobody else in your class spoke English? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> All right. So being committed. The second section that we're talking about is being committed to share your story. Dusty came up with this. This is a good idea. Well, thank well, you. I appreciate
1: this. this. Well, it's it's in the Bible. Um I what? would I would say this that um a lot of times what really impacts people's lives is when we share our stories, our pain, our heartache, what we've gone through and how God has gotten us through that. You know, the church, honestly, Brent, is the hope of the world. It's Amen. not legislation, it's not government, and God wants to use messed up people to reach messed up people, and we all have scars. Yes. The scars have a purpose and a reason, and many times our scars tell a story of how we've overcome something, and it gives somebody hope that they can overcome it too.
0: Yeah, we what we tend to do with scars is we tend to hide them. Hmm. It, we're afraid of what people are gonna think. We're afraid of them judging us. And you know, trust me, I've been through it myself. You know, I, I have I have a huge scar. And you know, as I've talked before in the previous denomination I was in, that huge scar is is something that you just don't talk about. Nobody wants to talk to you about it. In fact, they shun you. And I was shunned because of my own scar, but I want it to be Uh, And I'm not quite there yet, but I will get to the point where I will be able to share my story and help somebody else that's dealing with the difficulties that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. God uses that. He uses you to be able to encourage and help somebody else, because there's a lot of people out there, especially the scar that I have. There's a lot of people out there that are dealing with this more than we realize And uh, I'm sure many of you already know that my scar is.
1: I was going to say keto diarrhea, but it's not. No, no, no. no.
0: My score, my scar is the fact that I've been divorced. Mm. And my story that goes along with that is it wasn't by choice. Okay, Mm -hmm. it it was. It was a very difficult time, and still can be at moments. And so here's the thing: there are people out there. the, The churches are filled with people that have been divorced or mm-hmm. going through a divorce or or talking about uh being divorced and I can help people I can encourage them I mm. can uplift them yep. uh, and that's what god allows these scars to happen in your life you learn your lesson so that you can help somebody else in that same situation. And so be committed to share your story. There's nothing wrong with it. And don't think people are going to be judging you. And if they do, they're wrong, not you.
1: Well, the hero of our story, and especially our testimony is God, it's not us. We're not the hero of our story. That's right. You know, for those who are in the fires of life, those who've come out on the other side, it it gives us hope. People want to see the God of the Bible work in their life and testimonies is one way to show how God works in people's lives.
0: That's right. He's the one, he's the reason.
1: So share your stories, share about how Jesus has changed your life. And a lot of times people say, I've had people come and say, "Listen, I don't have one of those great testimonies of God save me from drugs, alcohol, kicking puppies." Like there. "I don't have one of those testimonies." <laughs> but what I tell them is this is that the great testimony is that God kept you from those things.
0: Well, I think I think a lot of people call that's why we call it a story. Mm. because it's continuing. Yes. You know, uh, Jesus, the story of Jesus was not just the cross and the grave. Mm. There's a lot more to that. It's the love that he showed for people that were unlovable. Mm. It's the... Um, relationships that he developed with his disciples, his followers. There, there's a lot more to the story than just the grave and the and the resurrection.
1: And his and he surrounded himself with some pretty messed up cats. Yes, I mean they were messed up. They, they were, were from
0: the wrong side of the track,
1: notorious sinners. I mean they just were. Yeah. Um. You know the church is this beautiful mosaic. You know what a mosaic is? It's a bunch of small little pictures that make a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And the small pictures are of broken people but when they come together in the church, the body of Christ, they make this beautiful mosaic picture of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be committed to sharing our story that we're not perfect. You don't have to have this, you know, college education or this amazing, I was in drugs, alcohol, um, gambling and, you know, kicking, you know, puppies down the road testimony. So it may be just, this is how God has worked in my heart. You know, and I, I love those stories where it's like, you know, God kept me from these things. And I'm going to be pretty blunt and honest with this next statement. In the world we live in, and this is just being totally real, you have to fight like hell for purity and integrity these days. Yes. You do. Yes. Because back in the day, you'd have to go look for stuff. Now it is delivered right through a phone. Oh, yeah and so for somebody to say you know what i'm not involved in pornography i'm not involved in abc that's an amazing testimony yeah and we live in a society right now that please hear me share your story you can reach people god has put people in your life in your community where you work where you shop where your kids go to school who are desperate for hope. And they don't really necessarily want scriptures quoted to them. They want to see scriptures lived out, and especially through a testimony. Our culture is crumbling right now because people are not committed. They're not committed uh, to serving the Lord. They're not committed to sharing their story. Uh, We have become very lazadaisical. We are just not committed anymore. And now people talk a big game, but how many are really walking it out each and every day? And we need to be sharing our story. Be committed to giving people pictures of what God has done in your life.
0: That's why you know, the Bible teaches us that we are the light of the world. Mm. We're the salt of the earth. The, these are things that Dusty talked about on Sunday. Uh, was it Sunday? Yep. Was it this? Yeah, it was this past Sunday. All the Sundays mixed together. With me, I appreciate man. you remembering the message. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, these things are the reason that we're called that because we are to make the perfect picture of Christ and it's not to be, to point ourselves out, mm. it's to point out Christ. That's why we come to church. We come to church and we are the church so that we can present the church, present Christ.
1: I was really touched. I had a lady who reached out. She, uh, she watches online. She has to work on Sundays, but she said, you know, it's the message. We, we, the whole thing we were talking about, we, we've been in Proverbs and uh, Brent's been taking a verse in Proverbs I have. And mine was talking about how a good name is worth more than gold. And the whole purpose of that was the best way to have a great name is to have a great testimony Mm -hmm. that what will people say about you when you're gone? What will people think about you? And if it's just, man, they had a good barbecue recipe or, man, they were so funny. Those things are okay, but those are not life changing. And so we talked about the best way to have a godly testimony. And a lady reached out and she's like, "You know, I've been thinking about this, but I want to do a a, addiction recovery uh, ministry. And I said that is awesome that is amazing uh way to step up to the plate way to be committed to sharing your story and so you don't have to be perfect to share your story because you're not presenting you you're presenting Jesus he's the perfect one
0: yeah that's right
1: also please don't kick puppies
0: yes yes don't do that they're they're too sweet don't do that even if they pee on the floor or poop on the floor don't do that (laughs) all i have to do with the puppy that we have in our house is go finley and he just takes off running and he He,
1: pees as he's running
0: (laughs) he leaves a trail no uh but anyways don't do that but yeah that's what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be committing to tell our story and each and every one of us has a story we and i think i think we hit hit it pretty good because we either think people judge us for a story or we think we don't have a good story Everybody has dealt with things in their lives that's a part of your story. Well, I mean, imagine you, Job's story. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, what he could tell others, mm-hmm. you know, that were struggling.
1: Well, and it goes back to that we can use our story. I mean, because some people they're going to connect with certain people. Um, you know, you talked about divorce. Uh, you can reach people who have gone through that, maybe they're in the middle of it or they're trying to fight for a marriage. Like, you can connect with those people compared mm-hmm. to some people who haven't gone through that. There, that's right. I mean, there's some issues in life where uh, somebody's going through it and be like, oh, well, I'm praying for you. I mean, that's the best I can do. Mm-hmm. But there's some where it's like, hey, listen, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're thinking. And, you know, I, I, love, I love this show. I love um, Highway to Heaven. I, and so I'm old school. I love Highway to Heaven. I usually try to watch it a couple times a week. And I love I just watched an episode where if you don't know what um, you know Highway to Heaven is, you're an infant. But basically, it stars Michael Landon, um that's an American treasure right there. And uh, he is an angel, and he goes and he fixes these problems and everything. But I, I love how he's like, the boss sent me. The boss sent me. He calls God the boss. Yeah. And I love that because God is the boss, sorry, Bruce. It's not you. It's it's God. But, you know, there's something about God is on a mission and he uses us just to speak words of encouragement into people's lives. It, it's a simple things. And a lot of times we're going to come across people who are going through things. And I think if we keep our story to ourselves, that's very selfish. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a selfish Christian. You know, that's I want right. to be able to share and what people do with the story that's between them and God. Our job is just to let
0: them know about it. That's right. That's that's what we're supposed to be doing, and you know that's why we encourage you to make sure that you share your testimony. Let's end this
1: segment. Well, I got a question. Yes, if, if this was Highway to Heaven, would I would I be Michael Landon and you'd be Victor French?
0: Uh, you, you look more like Victor French. Shut, right? <laughs> Shut up! Shut <laughs> up! And we will end the segment now. <laughs>
1: thank you to our newest sponsor deliverance tour guides a trip you won't soon forget
0: <laughs>
1: there's so many jokes on that one we're just not gonna
0: go there well we're calling this this segment as we get into segment three and talk about our continue talking about commitment but we want to do things in between just again get you to laugh get you to think and we're calling this this portion of the segment time, time travel. travel. So let me ask you this, Dusty. Is there any old technology that you wish we still had today?
1: Oh, yeah. I. So my grandmother had uh, a old school Zach Morris cell phone from say by the Bell, like the big giant brick. Really? And so she would let me borrow it. Um, and I was in high school, so it already kind of technology. They didn't have these anymore. But I used to drive around and mess with people and act like I was talking to it on the phone. And I actually went to the mall and I was like, can we activate this? And they are like, no, we don't run, we don't run off towers anymore. We run off satellites. (laughs) And so I really wanted to do that. And I thought it'd be cool to walk around with that, you know, big old cell phone. I thought I was cool and everything. I'd mess with girls when I had them like, Hey, call me. (laughs) And they're like,
0: no. So what, what was, what size or kind of phone did you first have? What was your first phone? I didn't get one until college. Okay, I I got one in high school, but it was like a brick. High roller. You you had the little flip thing down that really did nothing. It just covered where he spoke. Who called you? I I don't remember, but it cost a lot. Yeah, (laughs) $4 a minute. My grandma's like, don't turn it on. You know know what I actually miss? I I know it sounds funny, but I, I really miss pagers. I almost said that. Yeah, they cracked me up. Man, I almost said that. And still, I'd love for that technology to come back. Because
1: you thought you were so cool walking down the yeah, mall, you like, hey, somebody just page me.
0: Beep, 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 you know, oh, or like,
1: buzz. Bzz, bzz, bzz. You could it, hear it it's so loud. It was either for one of three people: one, a doctor; true, a drug dealer; or a third, a, a lonely high school boy trying to impress somebody.
0: Yes, yes, pretty much. That was right. That was right there for.
1: <laughs> I almost said pagers. Funny you said that. I uh, almost said pager. What? Mine was blue, and it cost me seven dollars a month.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't remember how much it costs. I might
1: still be getting paid, getting billed for that. I don't know. <laughs> you
0: should check that. To be <laughs> yeah, sure. You I mean, you're in debt big time now. Oh All right. Baker. Well, let's get on to the next session here. We are talking about uh, being committed and uh, we're going to talk in this segment about being committed to finding a ministry. When you get into a church you find yourself in the church you're you're willing to share your testimony find yourself a ministry and yep. dusty dusty has got written down here some things that I think are very important and I, I do agree with them 100% we each have a gift that we can share with the church
1: well yeah I I want to talk about you know not being you know committed to finding a ministry not diving in being really invested in the church Now, don't be wrong, there's a lot of ministries outside of the actual church, and those are important, but there's a lot inside. And I think a lot of times people are scared to commit because they don't think they know enough, smart enough, talented enough. And those are all lies of the devil.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Have you ever audited a class before in college? When I say audit a class, you know what I mean, Brent? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, You know, for those out there, if you audit a class, it means that you really pay a lot less to attend a class. And really, you don't receive credit for the class. And honestly, you can do whatever work you want to. And so you're kind of halfway committed. It's like, okay, if I want to do that paper, I can, I can attend if I want to, I don't have to. It's just like one foot in. And a lot of times that describes American Christianity. I agree 100%. I, you know, I, I think about this for people to be like, you know, just kind of touching back on the committed to going to church. I mean, can you imagine for a Christian to say, I don't go to church or I don't like church or whatever. I mean, can you imagine, Brent, if someone's like, Brent, I love you, but I can't stand your bride like what what is wrong what no it's 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 a package deal buddy you know i mean and that's what people do when christians are like oh i love the lord i really do but the church it's like okay i love you god but not your bride that you died for Hmm. i don't love my brothers and sisters in christ yeah it just doesn't make much sense but what is the best gift you ever
0: got the best gift i've ever got oh my goodness pager the pager no no (laughs) motorola Oh man, the best gift I've ever got.
1: I know, I know what the koala bear can give
0: you. We're not talking about that fact. Can I share it? Uh, I don't. Okay, can yeah. Share this.
1: We were looking. I don't at, know. Can we share this? <laughs> I don't know. It's my. We were reading just weird facts because uh, we get bored sometimes. And uh, for the segment, thanks a lot. Yeah, and that a,
0: if you cuddle with a koala bear it can give you chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, I, I the the con- might not make the cut. The contemplation of <laughs> that statement, in fact, just disturbs me completely. <laughs> There's so many questions that I don't want answered. Yeah, but I want to ask them, but I don't want to know what it really is. Look, Mr. Koala, <laughs> let's have a conversation. Um, wow, that's way off topic. It is. That well, you know, I was cut. thinking about something that you were saying. I don't know. I think it's kind what of is funny. the best gift? <laughs> What's the best gift you've ever received? The best gift I've ever received. Um, you know. I would have to say, I mean, there's a lot of gifts that I, that are, that have been really important to me. I've really enjoyed it. Friendship. You know, the gifts of friendship, the gift of salvation, those things like that. Okay.
1: Okay. So, that beats friendship. <laughs>
0: um, You know, I, I would have to, I would have to say the best gift that I ever got was from my son. Okay. He got it for Father's Day and I still have it. Which son? too what, fat what to wear
1: it anymore. Oh my goodness. What is this?
0: It, it's actually a shirt and it's got a, a cooler on it.
1: You fatted out of it?
0: Yeah. I fatted out of it. So it's got a cooler on it. Okay, and it says, <laughs> "It says a dad joke." <laughs> yes, it does. It says, "My dad is the coolest."
1: <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. He is the coolest. Oh gosh, the best gift I ever got. And there's a reason where I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this. But the best gift I remember Christmas. I parents were still asleep. Um, I snuck downstairs and I saw. See, Santa Claus didn't wrap our gifts. Maybe Santa Claus wraps your gifts. Maybe Santa Claus doesn't visit your house. Couldn't care less. Um, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> green giant. No, Santa Claus, not green giant. And so um, I went down there and it was a WWF wrestling ring, with, you know, wrestling, small wrestling ring with yeah. action figures. And so back in the day, everybody loved WWF wrestling. Oh, loved it was before it, it got dirty and you know it's it's, terrible now i don't watch it sorry we just we
0: just lost some listeners
1: no we just lost uh hulk hogan there i love hulk hogan but i you know i love the macho man i can do Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) it hold on if i do it oh yeah brother and so uh (laughs) i did that in the car yes just uh just on on saturday randomly or for a reason Uh, i was talking to the kids about something we had slim jims (laughs) not slim jims we had um just uh Beef sticks. No, but and, a Slim Jim. Yeah, and and Brendan goes, it's a Slim Jim. And I said, no, that's not a Slim Jim. Oh um, yeah, brother. <laughs> and he goes, no, that's the Kool Aid Man. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> so then I had to explain to him and then show him a video of him I don't, doing the, the Slim Jim.
1: I have mixed emotions about the Kool-Aid man because, yeah, he's cool, but also, like, he busts down walls. I'd be like, my parents are never going to believe a giant jug of Kool-Aid just busted down the wall. They're going to think I did it, and now you've got, like, debris in your, your head. Like, it's well, gross.
0: think about it. If you feed your kids Kool-Aid...
1: I grew up on Kool-Aid. They're
0: going to go through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Leaked. Especially if you put sugar in it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so funny because Hottie's like, no. we. I think we've made one pitcher of Kool-Aid for our kids. Like, <laughs> My mom would make it by the gallons, and there's so many different flavors. And remember the mystery flavor? Well, you know, my
0: mom did. She'd make it by the gallons and send me outside.
1: Oh yeah, I played outside. Go
0: outside. Oh yeah, but all that destroy something outside. Yeah, Kool Aid. Okay. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: WrestleMania. But the greatest gift God gives us spiritual gifts. Every Mm. person comes to faith in Christ. He gives us a spiritual gift, and. Our spiritual gift is God's gift to us, but how we use it is a gift back to him.
0: Yeah. And you know, there's actually a lot of people out there, and I think it's important as the church members, as a, as the pastor, to try to encourage people to find their gift, because a lot mm. of times they don't know what their gift is. What's your gift, Dusty? What is your gift? Oh Wow. Um, I, mean, I can tell you what mine is while you think about it.
1: I think evangelism. I have a heart for seeing people come to Jesus. Mm, that's cool. Um you know, preaching, um, teaching, evangelism. Um, I mean, it,
0: yeah, preaching, teaching—that one's kind of off. Well, yeah, I, I
1: think that would be a, that would be a good thing to have as a as a pastor.
0: I think my gift is just creativity. Creativity. Yeah, you know, God, God gave me—I I guess you could call it a sick mind. It's just—I <laughs> I don't know. It's not really sick, but you know, you just, are the uh, one that found uh, out uh, about uh, the hey. about the
1: koala. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did.
0: Cause that was you because you were reading. I'm the one that has all these weird facts in my head you're
1: looking at me like why you're wondering why i was laughing all of a sudden <laughs> like i was trying to take over the world I <laughs> me
0: what are we gonna do today brain <laughs> same thing we do every um i got the, some I got people it. will get that i reference. got it uh you know i just god has given me the ability to come up with things for children's ministry mm-hmm. even even the, even the you know ideas for the the pictures for our messages or mm-hmm. even popcorn preaching you know yep. just things of the, the creativity that that God has given me and I, I want to use it for the glory of him for his glory oh somebody somebody's in trouble
1: our newest sponsor is cops filmed in prince backyard what you going to do when they come for you print grad print grad
0: Okay. When, so I this, we have like a when I watch this, like a family reunion,
1: when I watch the cops, like,
0: hey,
1: I miss my family.
0: There's Uncle Joe. I haven't <laughs> seen him in years. Uncle
1: Joe. Uncle Joe, uh, what did you do?
0: Oh, Uncle Joe. Well, oh. anyway, so we all have gifts, and, uh you know, God has given us a gift, and each and every one of us have a gift. We either use it for the glory of God. And that's what I want to do. I want to do that with my gift. And I've often felt like there was many years where I wasn't able to. Mm. There there are many churches that just were dead that I was in, and you just weren't allowed to do anything. Mm. And I felt empty. I'll be honest with you, because it was the gift that God has given to me to glorify his name. And so I want to use it. I want to use it, Braveheart. I want to use it for his glory. And that's what we're going to do. I heard a pastor say one time he
1: he uh, left to the pastor in the church. And I said, why did you leave? Because he said resurrecting churches isn't my spiritual gift. He said they're all dead. But this Ooh. is if you really want to find out what your spiritual gift is, if you really want to be used in ministry, just simply pray to God. Use me as your vessel, because mm. what happens is ministry is when you seek after the face of God, ministry is what flows out of your life. Yeah. And so I like this quote, God isn't impressed in the least by job titles, bank account. (laughs) I'm glad it's not bank account. Our standing in the community, God is searching for a servant's heart. You simply say, God, use me. Use my story. Committed to serving you, seeking out after you. I love your bride, um, which is the church. And whatever God asks you to do, he's going to equip you to do.
0: Yep. He is. He's going to give you the ability to do and fulfill that that gift that uh, he's placed in your life Mm. and you know don't don't be afraid um you know think about and and there are people that have been afraid there's a lot of people in the bible that have been afraid of their own gift think about um moses Mm. yep you know and for god to say to him you know you can do it i i've given you the ability you can do it you can Mm -hmm. handle it what was it Was did he he said um You know, who made man's mouth? Mm -hmm. Because he had a speech problem. Yeah, because he had a speech problem. But God, God was calling him and gave him the gift to be able to be the leader and to be able to speak. And he was nervous about it. So, you know, I understand the nervousness. But we can be used of God greatly if we just allow God to work in our hearts. Well, and using your
1: spiritual gifts as an act of worship. That's right. It's really an act of worship. And just because you're ordinary doesn't mean you're not important. You know, you have influence. I've been reading a book that is so good. I really love it. I'm working on a men's retreat and really
0: I'm
1: reading a book and say, write the book. I read it. It's called Take It Back, Reclaiming Biblical Masculinity, The Heart and Strength of Being a Man. Mm. And really, um, the world has tried to say men are not important. Uh, Their calling is not important. And that is just a lie from hell. God is uniquely made men and women for reasons and purposes and for gifts and talents. But I love what this says in here. And it says this, uh, remnant renegades. It is time to be bold. It's time to speak up and speak out. Don't let the world silence you. You are full of the Holy spirit. And it's time to take back and recover all. It's time to man up and fully embrace your God given masculinity, offering the masculinity, Back to God for him to use. And I'll say this, Brent. You look at most churches, they're filled with ladies, and thank God they are they are there. But where are the men? Where are the dads? You know, we want our kids, people say, Well, I love Jesus. All right, well, show me that you love Jesus. Yeah. I would I would die for my kids. Really? You're not praying for your kids. Yeah. I mean, I we just need people who will step up and be committed to I mean, me. I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to seek after you. I'm not perfect, but when I stumble, when I sin, I'm going to ask for your forgiveness. I'm going to I'm declare I've been forgiven. I'm going to move forward. And I want to be a force to reckon with, you know, when it comes to sharing my faith and not being silent, that the enemy sweats when I wake up and celebrates when I go to
0: bed. I met I met a gentleman um, just a couple of weeks ago after church. We went to Costco and we together. Were No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, My wife and I and Sammy, we were in Costco. Why don't you explain what Costco is for some people? Uh, Costco is a store where you, if you want to buy mustard, you have to buy it in uh, two gallon tubs. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's kind of in bulk. Don't they have the cheap hot dogs there? Oh, they do. So good. They're so greasy, but they are good. They're like 3 feet
1: long hot dogs. Yeah, they're, they're
0: really big. And the pizza is good there too. I don't Never know if had, I ever that. had that. Um and you know, if you're really really hungry, you can just walk around and eat all the snacks from the people that are Guilty. Out. Yep, been there done that. Okay, so we were at Costco and we, we walked in and I I kind of separated myself just for a moment to go Look at something over around the corner, and I came back, and Jen was talking with a gentleman, this older gentleman, and Sammy, and he was just talking and talking. I don't know what made them start talking, uh but he he kept talking, and then I I introduced myself, and he's and he goes, oh well, you know, hey, I need to get going, and he goes, but well, let me ask you a question. You drove him off pretty quick, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, no, no, oh, She's married. Morning, after a few minutes, he was old. Uh, he's still in the game, <laughs> and he was married too. Oh, never mind. All right, so. So he um, he goes, he goes, let me ask you a question. And I can't remember how he exactly phrased it. But he said, has anybody ever told you that Jesus loves you? Mm. And Jen says, well, actually, he's a pastor. And she, he goes, oh, really? And, and she goes, he actually even preached this morning. And so, you know, we were kind of talking and that kind of sparked this conversation. And it was like, what, two hours, I think, that we were in conversation after that in the middle of Costco. We're talking about Jesus. Who are you looking at, Bun? Jen's. Oh, I was like, who's he looking at? It it, it was only an hour. Sammy said it was two hours, but that's because she was. That's Sammy. Yeah. (laughs) She got tired
1: of looking (laughs) at mustard samples.
0: (laughs) She got tired of looking at the two gallon mustard. Um, Anyway, so ignore the dogs in the background again. Um, So we're talking for a while. And at the very end of the conversation, he looks at me and he goes, Let me ask you a question. In this day and age, and everything that's going on, he goes, are you ever going to be silenced? Mm. And I said, no. Mm. And he goes, and he puts, he gives, you know, gives me a high five and he goes, he (laughs) goes, neither am I, neither am I. And, and it's true. You know, it's going to come a day where we're going to have to stand up for the truth. Are you committed enough Hmm. to stand up for the one who was committed enough to die on the cross for your sins?
1: Well, if we're not committed in these three areas, I don't know how we could stand up and be be bold.
0: I don't know either. You know, I, I'm very thankful for the core people we have at Braveheart. Yeah, I am. I, I'm very thankful for them. I, I've tried to tell them that I that I appreciate them and that I love them. And you know what? I'm very thankful for that core because they are they're committed, mm-hmm. and, and it's good to see a group of people that are willing to serve. No matter how small the service is, mm. and and or how tired or how tired they are, mm-hmm. and and that's a good thing. It's a good thing to have that in a church because I think a lot of churches today don't have that core. Mm. They have a a core of lazy people, <laughs> and and I think it's good to see uh, a a small church. That, uh, you know, because we are we're we're not huge, you know, using their gifts, using their gifts and their talents and what they believe God has given them the ability to do to glorify God Mm. through Braveheart. I'm I'm very thankful for that. Yeah,
1: no, we're blessed and there's a lot of good and this is not an indictment on any. It's just our heart talking about commitment and just and I've got to ask myself, you know, every morning, how committed am I? you know, how committed am I? You know, am I spending my quiet time with the Lord? Am I, you know, I, as pastors, we can get lazy. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, I don't feel like studying tonight. Oh, I don't feel like studying. You know, yeah, I don't, it's funny. You and I are opposites. You stay up late, you know, but I get up at like 530 in the morning Yeah, and it's like, do I feel like reading? I could sleep an extra 30 minutes. I can, you know, do I want to really dive in? Do I just want to be lazy? You know, so we all have these struggles, but I feel like being committed even when you don't feel like it because there are little eyes that are watching us and they watch everything. Yeah, You know, if my kids come downstairs and I'm praying, Brent, I don't stop praying Now I'm not praying to impress them, but I mm-hmm. want them to know, look, dad's praying. Um, you know, I told my son the other day, I said, do you know what I do when you go to sleep? He's like, watch TV. <laughs> I'm like, no. He's like, have a, have a party. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I said, once you go to sleep, I I go and I pray over you and your brother. And he just gave me a big hug. You know, I, I I pray over him. I give him a a kiss on their their forehead and, you know, just, just thank God for them, but pray for them. That's good. And so even when you don't feel like it, you need to do it because there's little eyes watching and that, you know, being committed is not an emotion. It's a, it's a commitment. I mean, what's the root word committed commit. Mm -hmm. And so, Commit your ways to the Lord and he shall direct your paths. That's good. Well, yeah. it's in the Bible. I didn't come up with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also in the Bible that God has given us gifts as well. It's not just something we've come up with no. in our heads.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's in the Bible. We all have <laughs> spiritual gifts. So God gives you a gift on your spiritual birthday. When you say yes to Jesus, he gives you a gift. It may take a little while to find, figure out what that gift is, but use it. And it may be the gift of gab. It may be you, you create things. You're a builder. It may be that you can set up, tear down, teach a classroom, be a greeter, um, invite people to church. Uh, you're good with audio stuff and technology. And I mean, there is some way that you can be used by God. Yeah. And it all comes together to point to Jesus.
0: That's right. So in conclusion, be committed to your church, mm. be committed to, uh, in sp- spite of being hurt in some way, be committed to share your story and be committed to finding a ministry, a gift and using your gift for the Lord. Well, I think, I think we, I think we got I think we done did, did we done did it. We done did it. We done did it. We done did it. Dusty it was fun. It was
1: fun. It was, it's good to get behind the duck taped mic again with you here at your house. Yes. Why, is, why is it when you come to my house, it's all sunshiny, but when I drive to your house, it's like an episode of, you know, The Wizard of Oz. It's like wind's blowing, <laughs> it's raining. I'm like, feel like I'm driving on a slip and slide. I'm like, why do I always get to drive when it's all nasty outside? I, I don't know. It's, it must be you. It must
0: be me. <laughs> you sound like my wife. <laughs> must be something wrong with it you. Must be you, boy. All right. Well, we are so glad you tuned in today, and we just want to remind you that it is always Cheaper than takeout. No, cheaper than therapy. It probably is cheaper than takeout. <laughs> Especially with roaches in your food. Oh gosh. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on Two Pastors and a Podcast. If you're in need of prayer, just need someone to talk to, or just want to make fun of us, please email us at two pastors and a podcast at gmail.com. That is the number two pastors and a podcast.
1: At gmail.com. We can also be reached on Facebook at 2, yes, the number 2, Two Pastors and a Podcast. We can also be found on the web at www.twopastorsandpodcast.com.
0: That is 2, T-W-O, com. Be sure to listen in on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we tackle another serious topic. Well, sometimes serious that we probably haven't even figured out yet. As you can
1: tell, folks, we're winging this. Remember, this is truly cheaper than therapy. Oh, <music> oh,